Okay, so how long do you think it'll take me to like spill this wine glass all over my mom's closet? Um, one minute and thirty-two seconds. You guys can start timing it. Welcome to Suspiria, the true crime podcast. <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm Stephanie, and I'm Carol, and we are two amazing Brazilian women mm-hmm. bringing you the best of Latin American true mm-hmm. crime. We bring you the facts and the personal stories, more personal stories than facts, since, yes. you know, we like talking, that's why we have a podcast, so you cannot, exactly. you cannot hold that against us. I'm sorry. It's funny, because I started my new job, uh, not today, this past week, and we had to talk about something like, that we, like, what did we do on our free time? And mm-hmm. clearly, I have no life. I only watch Netflix. I was like, oh, <laughs> I have a podcast. Uh. And I went on and on about this freaking podcast. And the woman who's, like, my supervisor was like, oh, your face really lit up when you talked uh, about the podcast. Because you were awesome. so excited. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> uh-huh. It's because we're doing yeah. a great thing here. I mean, every time I talk about the podcast with anyone else, it's like, oh. Okay, what is a podcast? Yeah, I'm like, basically. Why, why aren't so, you listening to this? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, you know, I, please stop me if I already said this in the podcast because my memory sucks. I keep repeating myself. So my class started like my classes started um, recently, and uh, you know when you have like to introduce yourself to the whole class, tell them where you're from, yeah. and tell them what you do, and whatever. Like, I'm always like, yeah, my name's Carol, I'm a marketing major, and I have a podcast. I'm already marketing the hell out of it, kind of thing, like, by talking about it. And no one ever cares. Yeah. But that might, that should be because I'm in, like, you know, school, and nobody's like, okay, why would I care about I mean, this written well, podcast? But. if it were me, I'm, I'm like the nosy person that always wants to know more. I'm like, tell yeah. me more, even tell though more. I give no fucks. I'm like mm-hmm. yeah, like what? What? Tell me more about that. If anything, so yeah. that's me. If anything, I just ask like what the name is, so I can just like give some, give me some shit, talk about that person. Like you know that person's ridiculous and that podcast sucks, kind of thing. <laughs> but our doesn't. So so yeah, yeah I think ours I think our doesn't. podcast is pretty good. Me too. Um, I like I like it here. Not only because one, I'm hosting, so I get to do all the talking <laughs> instead of yeah. listening. <laughs> but I also like I, I don't know I like this and I feel like it's not it's not something that's like forced you know not know, forced right? but like faked because you mm-hmm. know like I know that there's like a million true crime podcasts blah blah, blah but I feel like ours is unique because there are podcasts that have covered a few very mm-hmm. few of the cases that we have covered here but there's no mm-hmm. Latin American podcast know, really right? so yeah and one thing i had going watch watch your watch someone create a new one and then they promote the hell out of it because we uh, don't and then they become more famous than us yeah. i'm gonna be so mad oh my god i'll be so mad i'll be like all right so you owe me fans and i have to be in a podcast yes. now like definitely yes. oh my god what were you gonna say i'm sorry I interrupted that's a you. good question stuff i don't remember uh well, i said something like one thing we got going on for us Oh, one thing we got going on for us is that we both have vaginas, and that's kind of exclusive in the podcast world, because it's mostly men, right? Did you just assume my <laughs> genitals? I don't like, know. You don't know me. Okay, sorry. This is how I learned that <laughs> no, Stephanie yeah. has a dick, guys. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, I have both. 
Maybe. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. Sorry about I feel that. like podcasts are like a male. Well, actually, no, that's pretty hypocritical of me mm-hmm. to say that because most of the true crime podcasts that I know of and that I see people promoting in the groups that I'm mm-hmm. part of, including my own group that I'm not going to mention here, um, are like female podcasts, actually. Mm-hmm. That's cool. But I try to listen. So there's a big podcast, like, I'm not going to say the name of it. But I I try to listen to a podcast when I finish the episodes mm-hmm. of that one because they're like oh these two girls like do this thing and blah 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 it literally felt like the girls were trying to imitate like oh. pretty much line by line the big podcast and I was like. Mm. How do these people have like eight thousand likes on Facebook? Mm. It's literally maybe it's because they copy. Maybe it's, they're not original, so it's like an extension of that other one. Yeah, I don't know, but it was like I was literally like, you're just. It sounds mm-hmm. like the other podcast. I could just go and listen to, listen the, other to the other podcast yeah, and not definitely. listen. To I've, you. Se- I've seen a lot of people so, trying to copy them, which sucks because it's like you yeah. should just bet on your own originality. You know. Yeah, like I don't want to be the hypocrite that's like be yourself because blah 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 because everybody knows that everything in the world is like a it has an inspiration yeah yeah but it's one thing to be inspired by something and it's another thing to like straight up copy something i know but it's like we can say that we created this podcast out of nowhere you know because it's like we're both interested in it was podcasts. because of the last podcast on the list oh no definitely because it's how we <laughs> met and guys believe it or not yeah. we, we are actually friends it's not something that's just on here you know and we talk to each other like all day every day so it's cool you know i don't like carol though so huh do you just say you don't like me <laughs> yes okay okay that's great that's great to know <laughs> Yeah, yeah but, no, but we are friends. It's not like, yeah. oh, I I found some random person and I talk to her once a week. No, we talk every day about, <laughs> yeah, like, everything. everything. And I'm like, oh, Kara, I just farted. And she's like, okay, I don't care. <laughs> Kara told me, told me that. <laughs> like, uh, I don't care. But it's yeah. not, like, yeah. So, and, like, I don't know, um, you're, you guys are the listeners, so mm-hmm. you should be able to tell us like how to do this better i don't know how to promote this i really don't Mm -hmm. other than like posting on instagram every time we have a new um episode because i like i know of a a podcast that started i talked to care about this uh it started i found out it started the month before we did Mm. And they went on, like, a crazy following spree on Instagram. They have, like, thousands of Instagram followers. But it's because, you know those sock accounts that just follow Mm -hmm. everybody? It looks like that. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Listeners is one thing. Followers is another. Like, I'm sure that we have listeners that don't follow us on Instagram. And that's all right. You know what I mean? It's like, you you choose whoever you follow, like, whatever. If you don't want to see, like, the the pictures we post. Like, that's fine. But, like... You know, you don't. It's one thing if you have like two thousand followers, but you know you have fifty people to listen to you. It's there's yeah, a there's true. parody there. But like, I don't want I don't want us to be that. Yeah, that's what I'm trying definitely. to say. Like, 
I would love for us to have like a bigger social media mm-hmm. following, but I don't want to be the obnoxious person following every single yeah. podcast that I can find yeah. just so they can give me a follow yeah. back. Because I think it's cool to be friends. Then what's the point? Yeah, I think it's cool to be friends with other podcasts, but as long as that translates into listeners, you know, like exactly. If, yeah, I want people like, to follow us to enjoy our podcast. That's what I'm trying to say. Like exactly, and like um. When we first launched, I know that I was, like, following people back on our Instagram. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, why am I doing this? I literally do not know this person's podcast. So you'll notice that, like, recently, we, we, like, fluctuate followers. (laughs) Because people will follow us expecting us to follow them back. back, And then I don't do it. And Carol doesn't do it. (laughs) And then they're like, okay, never mind. Then they unfollow us. And I'm like, okay, have a nice life, you know? So I don't, like, I'm not... Carol, you should be doing this because you're the marketing person. I don't know That's how to you. advertise I should be having shit. more ideas. I mean, I have some, but yes. it's like, to how much money do I want to put into this, really? And it's, I don't know. All your money. Oh my, Are you all, kidding all me? The this is your child. I my bank account. Seriously, stuff. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's great. And more. And more. Go into debt because of this podcast. Deal. Yes. Steph's like. So anyway, <laughs> that's like holding two tube of lipstick, <laughs> like smelling it as she talks. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, no, because one, one of them is from like an expensive brand and the other one's a drugstore brand. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, and they're pretty much the same yeah, shape, like the same but one's color. a lipstick and the other one's a lip gloss. Mm. So I'm like, I wonder if it smells different. <laughs> it does. Have you ever seen that video of the little girl? She's like, hey, I'm going to do a makeup tutorial. And she opens her little, little like bookcase full of makeup. And then, like, she starts, like, can I apply some lipstick? And then she applies it, but she can't put it on because she just keeps smelling it. Like, she's, she's, like, gets completely off track. She, like, sniffs the thing, like, two times. Not two times. It turns too little. Uh, Fifteen times. Anyways. Guys, I need to um, make a brief um, announcement. <laughs> uh, you remember yes, last please time? do. <laughs> remember last time? You're that- doing it again. <laughs> what? Doing what again? Stop laughing and just get it together. <laughs> Remember last time that I was completely, like, out of my mind because of the migraine meds? Well, now I'm kind of... I don't know if, if I should say this. If I should. I don't know. She's drunk. I'm not drunk. <laughs> I'm, I'm not drunk. I, She's I, tipsy. Okay, let me, let me explain some things, all right? We need to put out episodes, and this is the time I have to... Um, you know, record this episode. So, uh, it coincided with me having some really, really, really good news. And I'm celebrating with some wine. So, yeah, that is just hitting my bloodstream. And I might be laughing a lot. But it's fine. It's good reactions, right? I'm drinking casually. I'm twenty. I'm over 21 right now. So, I shouldn't be ashamed of, with it, of it. I don't know. Are, Are my future employers though? watching I'm this episode? Sure. Maybe watching this. No, listening to it. Watching. Anyways, this is not. <laughs> this is a, a non-video. <laughs> you see how great this podcast is and Kara is intoxicated. Amazing! I should do that every time. Yes, definitely. People drink stuff. Yes. People have done drugs on pot. People have smoked weed on pot. Did you see that? Um, Elon Musk smoking weed on Joe Rogan. Yeah, I saw that. What is um, wine? Compared to that. Exactly. 
I have very a very different opinion of Elon Musk. <laughs> so I, let's not go into it. Let's just talk about today's episode. <laughs> you just so see- I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you, but I need to see. Uh, I'm gonna send you that picture. They um, someone in Brazil photoshopped Elon Musk as a police officer for a little, not a little photo, like a advertisement, like an outdoor, like a big sign. No, I didn't. Then let me send you. It's hilarious. But you can go on with your... Okay. Okay. So what are we talking about today? So today we are going to talk about a very famous case uh, with a very... um, I wouldn't say... I don't know if I would say controversial, but it's a very debatable Mm -hmm. um, story, like background to it. Because there's two sides to this story. Mm -hmm. Well, every story has three sides. Yeah. Yours, mine, and the truth. Mm. But um, there's two sides to this story, and there's one that's um, believed to be the truth, which is the one I believe is the Mm. truth also. And the case we're going to talk about is the Karanjiro Massacre. Some of you might know it from the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a 2003 movie, super famous. One of my favorite, probably... It's one of my top five favorite Brazilian mm-hmm. movies ever, which is saying something, because there's, <laughs> although you might not know it, there's a ton of really good Brazilian mm-hmm. movies. Um, I love this movie. I grew up watching it, even though it came out when I was nine, and I definitely should not be yeah. watching this, but I, haven't I was watched watching it, it anyway, because... Really? We talked about it here already. We I haven't, no. Ever? Ever. Wait. <laughs> go on YouTube, Carol. Right now, right after we, oh. right after right we after. finish this, okay. go on YouTube because it's on YouTube. Okay, I probably because I was watching documentaries on it, and I found the whole movie. I was like, "The fuck, Love dude!" This. Yeah, so no, I want to uh, watch it definitely. It's really good, um, and surprisingly enough, as I was doing the research for this, I found out that the movie is very, very close mm-hmm. to the truth. That's awesome, which is good because. I hate watching, like, movies about stuff that happened in real life, and then you Completely go read yeah. the actual story, and it's different, yeah. So, uh, the Caranjiro Massacre happened on October 2nd, mm-hmm. 1992, at the Sao Paulo Detention Center, which was known as Caranjiro. Mm-hmm. It led to the deaths of 111 prisoners. The massacre also allegedly, and emphasis on allegedly... <laughs> Um, led to the creation, foundation of uh, PCC, which is something every Brazilian yeah. knows, which is um, Primeiro Comando Capital. Which is something that we are free to cover in, in this English. podcast anyways. Yeah. yeah. In English, it's First Command of the Capital. It's... <sighs> okay, so due to the similarities <laughs> of PCC and other criminal org- organizations, such as the cartel, and uh, <laughs> the influence that PCC has in Brazil, Mm -hmm. like, in its government and police like that. We're just going to stick to briefly describing the connection and not going very deep Mm -hmm. into PCC because I am not trying to die. Me neither. So, thank you. They could get to us. So, yep. They could get to us. So, So the prison complex in the state of Sao Paulo was another Sao Paulo thing. We need to diversify the podcast. Anyways... Uh, it was well. It's not my fault. Everybody in your state is a psychopath. <laughs> yeah, it's like Brazil's okay. like peaceful, except with some power. That's what <laughs> fucks everything up. 
Anyways, so it was set up in the 1920s with the creation of the state penitentiary under uh, Ramos Jezevedo. He was a Brazilian architect. It was originally set up to house 2,000 prisoners. So in the 1950s, the governor, Jânio Quadros, who would later become president, by the way, uh, set up a professor, teacher, Flamino Favero Detection Center. Professor, no, Detention I said it in English. Professor, it's like the same spelling, different um, pronunciation. Yeah. <laughs> professor, Jesus Christ. <laughs> professor. <laughs> professor. <laughs> Flamino Favero Detention Center, which will be later known as the Carangiru Complex. Complex Detention Center. So there are only three pavilions set up initially, which could house 3,500 temporary prisoners. And there are pavilions, um, those are the pavilions uh, 2, 5, and 8. However, they did not count upon uh, setting in the prison that the crime rates would skyrocket. The closest prisons were also filled to the brink. The prison was given to the public on September 11, 1956. To house all the temporary prisoners in the São Paulo, the city, not the state. At its public opening, it was considered the second largest prison in the world and the safest of all by several security departments um, from Brazil and worldwide. worldwide. However, reality was completely different from that. Uh, among the temporary prisoners, there were also prisoners with long sentences, and since there was no room elsewhere, the prison became a prisoner dumping site. Each governor that took over the state ordered a new pavilion to be built and that the decaying ones to be restored. By the 60s, four new pavilions were created, four, seven, and nine, and the ninth one was set up for first-time offenders between 18 and 25 years old who were considered um, highly dangerous. Throughout the years, the prison was said to have a tragic history. There were testimonies about seven, several prisoners' uprisings, and that resulted in deaths, rapes among prisoners, extortions, prisoners killing each other, brutal beatings, crazy getaway plans, and etc. So that's like the background of the prison, the buildings itself. Yeah. So now let's dive into the massacre. That's what we're here for. So to right. yes, <laughs> so to talk about the massacre, um, since there's like so many pavilions, mm -hmm. I thought it would be interesting to explain like how the prison was set up because mm -hmm. I thought it was pretty cool. So the prison was set up right next to the subway station mm -hmm. and about 1.9 miles from downtown That's São Paulo. Convenient. Picture it as yeah, picture it as sort of like a big rectangle as you're walking it. So you walk mm -hmm. in, to your right, <laughs> there was Pavilion 4, which held 400 prisoners. It had individual cells that were 2 by 3 meters. Mm -hmm. The prisoners there were supposed to be prisoners in transit, and there were always rumors that whoever stayed there had, like, the favor of the ward mm -hmm. or other prison employees because they had their own cell, which is not very common in yeah. Brazilian prisons at all because they're always, like, super overcrowded. Mm -hmm. Um... It was also where the infirmary was held on the fourth, the fourth floor. Following that, right after that, was Pavilion 7, known as the tunnel factory of the prison, since it was super close to the walls, so tunnels could easily be made in that mm -hmm. pavilion. It held 700 prisoners, and it was where manual labor was done. 21 tunnels were found at Pavilion 7. Wow. So they just loved to dig. Yeah. So 
Pavilion 9 was next, all the way to in the back to the right. It held 2,100 prisoners. It was where the newcomers, as we said before, would stay. And the average age of the prisoners there was 23 years old. So they were younger than me, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine myself in prison. Mm-hmm. I would not want to go to prison. Don't ever send me to prison. Please. So um, <laughs> most, if not all of them, had never been in prison before. So since there were many young men who didn't mm-hmm. really know the laws of the prison, if anyone has ever seen Oz, you know that prisons have laws. So uh, many fights happened in that pavilion, as well as several deaths, because they didn't know how they were supposed to behave, so they just killed each mm-hmm. other and fought all the time. Pavilion 9 was the setting of the massacre. At the center of the prison was Pavilion 6, which is mostly an admin building. Mm -hmm. It held only 180 prisoners, had a huge movie theater that had been Mm -hmm. destroyed before in another prisoner uprising. It had the kitchen, file rooms, and the laundry room. Mm -hmm. To the bottom left, next to the entrance, we're back to the entrance again. Uh, there was Pavilion 2. It held 900 prisoners. Newcomers had to walk in through there, leave their civilian clothes behind. Then they were given, like, beige pants and, like, a mm-hmm. shirt. And they had their hair, like, buzzed off on the sides. And it was just mm-hmm. left, like, sort of, not long, but, like, like military style. some hair on top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, military. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah. They go into a big, big cell where... About 30 to 40 prisoners were temporarily held before being sent to their Mm -hmm. defined cells. Pavilion 2 (laughs) was also where the employee break room was. So can you, like, imagine that? Oh, just having lunch. Yeah, that's kind of very This guy's coming in here. Yes, exactly. (laughs) You figure there would be, like, a building for that. Or, like, it would be in the admin. Building. Yeah, building. no no planning at all. Yeah, That's how Brazil not... is. Like, I think everything. Yeah. There's one single thing that was planned <laughs> in that country. Please let me know, because everything is, like, a mess. It works, but it's a mess. Me. I was planned. Yeah. I was planned. Just kidding. I was an accident. I was an oops <laughs> baby. It's okay. I think I was planned. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, probably. I was a super oops baby. I don't even want to. I'll tell you the story later. I don't want the world to know about me. Anyway, so following that was Pavilion 5. It held 1,600 prisoners and was given cold yellow, which meant that it was safe, as safe as Mm -hmm. it can be in a prison. It was very small and overcrowded. Each cell held 8 to 10 prisoners. Oh, my God. Mind you, these cells are very mm-hmm. small. Like, the other the other cell, the individual one, is 2 by oh 3 meters. God. These ones were not much bigger than that. That's a nightmare. Uh, so, people were sleeping on top of each other. Yeah. Yeah, like, no, you, no don't send me to prison, no, ever. No no, 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 no. thanks. Rapists and... So, I looked up the word for this, and it said it was punishers, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's like vigilantes. Yeah, like, a, like people uh, that kill for vendetta so, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, rapists and vigilantes were sent there because they needed protection. Mm-hmm. It also had a section for trans prisoners mm-hmm. and evangelicals because oh. they were also, like, 
Uh, uh, yeah, they were like persecuted groups within the prison. Yeah, guys, so that was the yeah. building. You know, yeah. do you guys know that evangelical <laughs> Christians are actually persecuted and like looked like fr- it's frowned upon to be like an evangelical Christian in Brazil? It's crazy because it's yeah, so common here, that. and there it's just not. And also, did you guys know that yeah. if you guys have a college degree in Brazil, you get sent to a good prison instead of yeah, being you get sent, sent to, to a special yeah, prison. How uh, how awful is that? It's a, uh, you don't even need a college degree. You only need college credits. So, oh like, if God, you went to prison in Brazil right now, you'd go to a special cell. Yeah. People will take one class just to go to a special cell if they commit a crime. What a um, fucking awful, awful, awful place we're born in. This is bad. <laughs> no, this is bad. <laughs> Don't say that. I mean, oh it's great God. for you're only that pretty because you're Brazilian. It would be. It would, wouldn't it be just great <laughs> if all you know jails were human, human, yeah, humane, humane. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, how about we just treat humans like human beings? You know, we. You, I'm not better. I'm a criminal. I'm not better than anyone just because I have a fucking biology class on my f- head right now. Yeah. Well, that's not how they think. Yeah. Carol. I'm sorry. Stop criticizing the laws of your country. Anyway, so next was Pavilion 8, which was known as the knife factory of the prison. It held 1,600 prisoners, and most of these were reoffending ones, so it was like people Mm -hmm. that would commit crimes over and over again. Um, It had the biggest soccer field of the whole prison. Because each pavilion had its own soccer field, because it's Brazil. What else are you going to worry about, right? (laughs) Yeah, we all need yeah, soccer fields, so we can play like six matches at the same as time. As long as there's a soccer field, they'll, they'll be, be happy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, this is the so oh, it held. I'm not gonna. Even, I'm not even gonna say anything about that. Oh my god. <laughs> it held middle-aged men who were sentenced to several years in prison. It was known as a very calm pavilion because since. The people there were all, like, repeat mm-hmm. offenders. They knew the laws of prison. They knew how to behave. They knew who to talk to and who not to mm-hmm. talk to, who to respect and who to disrespect. Um, whenever there was a crisis or an uprising, the men in Pavilion 8 were the people that called the mm-hmm. shots because they were the most experienced ones. So in the morning of October 2nd, 1992... Two prisoners started arguing during a soccer match at the indoor soccer field in Pavilion 9. Of course, fighting over soccer because what else are you going to fight about? Yeah, this is Brazil. This is, everything kind of revolves around soccer, which is funny. And it's a stereotype, it's, it's but it's really very true. true. Like, I don't know. I'm from, I'm from Boston. I feel like everything around here revolves around the Red Sox. It's so. just like that, but Brazil. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Antonio Luis do Nascimento, Barba, which is beard. We talked about that on the Grand Circus episode, how everyone has the nickname yes. that reflects your most defining feature. And this guy was beard. Like, hey, beard. <laughs> and it's like, it's that guy. And he, I mean, that happens here sometimes, but it's like you're actually known as beard or, you know, potato. Yeah, that's your name, name forever. forever. Congratulations. The next one is even better because I have I feel I have a theory as to why he has that nickname. Keep we'll keep see. going. Uh, so that guy Barba and Luis Tavares de Azevedo, Coelho, which bunny, 
<laughs> so Bunny and Beard <laughs> were in a fight of soccer. I think it's Bunny because when I was little and I lost my front teeth, mm-hmm. when they were coming out, people would call me Bunny Teeth. So uh, I bet this guy had I fucked he up did. teeth. Oh, he just jumped around, like, a lot. Yeah. No, I Maybe think he jumped the on the ball and he popped and that was the, the fight. Maybe. <laughs> Anyways, so they started um, throwing hands. A few prisoners took advantage of the commotion and they started settling odd issues. Not odd, old issues, but I'm sure there were odd issues with prisoners. <laughs> Thus the uprising started. So at 2 p.m., um, prison guards left their posts and transferred some injured prisoners to the pavilion fort. Uh, other prisoners started throwing trash out of the windows and burning mattresses, which happens at, like, every prison uprising. And why? You know, why would you... Yeah, like, why... Every time there's a prison uprising, they burn the mattresses. I guess it's... What's the point of mar- I guess like if you're thinking of something that's really fam- flammable, you're thinking of either your clothes or the mattress. And I would rather be dressed in that kind of situation than naked. Well, but like it's like if you guys go way back with us, we did the upside mm-hmm. down episode. We talked about a prison uprising mm-hmm. where there was a mattress burning mm-hmm. situation. And the ward was like, yeah, okay, go ahead, burn your mattresses. Where are you going to sleep later? That's how I, I know, feel. Right? Like, I, I wouldn't burn my never. mattress. Yeah, like, how about just don't burn anything? First just of all, chill. prison mattresses are already awful. Then you burn know, it. Right? Where yeah, do you think you get a better mattress after that? Like, really? If yeah, you get, if a, mattress you get a mattress at all. Just don't burn it. Sit on your mattress. I don't want anyone burn it for you. This is um, prison riot tips we have all of them don't burn your mattress number one yes yep a guide to prison uprisings with stephanie and carol definitely carol 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 Carol. i'm always kind of confused about my name because i don't know what to what people should call me because yeah but people can say that and i don't really care enough to teach people how to pronounce it so I'm like, yeah, call me Carol, yeah, I've been, whatever. Listen, like, I, I don't really care about it. People have been it. calling me Sabrina my whole yeah. life. Like, my uh, my new supervisor called me Sabrina. <laughs> and I was like, and she was like, I am so sorry. I was like, <laughs> you know right. what? It's been 20 years of people calling me Sabrina. I think I'm done. I'm, I'm fine with this. <laughs> what? It's I'm, fine. Like it. I'm, I'm about to change my name <laughs> to Sabrina just so people won't feel bad anymore. It's like they call my mom Isabel, and her name's not Isabel. Like, most people would just call, like, go to her, yeah, hey, Isabel. Nothing. Nothing close to Isabel no. in her name. So Mm-mm. we don't know. We don't know. Uh, anyways, back to fighting yeah. and mattresses and stuff. So they burned um, the mattresses and a bunch of other stuff. Because why would you just keep your things safe, right? Just burn them. It's riot. Anarchy. No way. So uh, when things got out of hand... The ward requested um, the help of the police. Which, by the time that yes. people are burning mattresses, aren't things kind of out of hand already? Like, by the time the prisoners start, like, injuring yes. each other, just call the police. You know? I mean, in this situation, don't call the police. Wait, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, what, what happened, happened was... When the police anyways, came in, let's not, let's not spoil anything. Yeah, yeah they... Sh- I don't know. I don't know my, what my opinion is about this case, really. I guess I'll try to voice it um, in the end of the episode, but I'll try to keep it quiet because I don't know. 
Guys, my opinions are so blurry sometimes. Anyways, uh, around 300 officers from HOTA, that is the, the military, militarized police in Sao Paulo, Gate and shock troops, cavalry, and the fire department headed to the prison. According to the ward's office and the police chief, there was an attempt at negotiation that was ignored by prisoners. So they're, like, just fighting the fight. There was, like, no demands or anything. It was just, like... Two people start fighting, and that's it. Hmm. Hmm. I don't think so. So, however, survivors of the massacre and other former prisoners say that the prisoners had sigillated... No, had... The prisoners had signal... I don't know how to say that word. Signal... Signal. Signal. uh, Their surrender before police stormed in. Oh, no. Guys, I didn't read this outline. That's why I'm kind of like... This is my real-time reaction. (laughs) Oh, guys, I'm sorry. Yes. (laughs) Yes. No, but it's good because, like, they were like, oh, no, we totally tried to negotiate. And the prisoners were like, no, no, we tried to surrender. And you guys just stormed it. I totally believe in that version of it. You know? That's the version yeah, I believe in too. Totally the prisoners. I'm it. sorry, and I'm I'm not usually listen. I'm not usually one to side with the prisoners, yeah. but in this case, I don't know if it's because I grew up watching this movie or what. Yeah, I'm siding yeah. with. The I can prisoners. imagine because those are militarized forces. You know, it's like it's like if the fucking how's how's it called SWAT starts coming in the prison with like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah you would like SWAT. surrender. Like it doesn't matter you would mm-hmm. surrender. So I do believe in that. So that they, especially like people in prison, they know like they, they know what yeah, police can do to you. Exactly, like, they probably have experienced a lot of that already, and they're like, "All right, I cannot do that right now." So, yeah, even though it's like the newcomers' pavilion, they know. they, they, they must have heard something. Yeah. yeah. So the the DA's yeah. office um, official number of agents is three hundred, but in Colonel's um, Ubiratun's version. There were only 86. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, police burst in at 3.40 p.m. How long is that after the whole thing started? Like, an hour, two hours before? 4.30 p.m. You said 3.40. Sorry, 4.30. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it's like, it's literally like two hours after the... The crazy shit started. No, that's so. not. I mean, so around ninety officers broke through the barricades built by the prisoners in a few, in, in a few minutes. They had control of the ground floor of the pavilion. Colonel Biratans Gimarins. Gimarins. Oh my God, Gimarins. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. So who commanded the operation <laughs> was injured and removed from the scene. Giving up the control to Captain Wilton, 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 Brandon Philip. <laughs> it's funny when people give their yep. Brazilian kids American names because I can't pronounce them. I don't know how to say it. It's probably Wilton. It's like, uh, what's the one? V- yeah. Wagner, which is Wagner, Wagner in English. Yeah, because V Wagner. translates into like a, a W translates into a V, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, because yeah. we do the German thing. Yeah. W's are V's most mm-hmm. of the time. Because we do have Germans in Brazil. Yeah. A lot of, 
shout yeah. out to jo- Joseph Mengele who died in Sao Paulo. Anyways, you know there's rumors that Hitler. <laughs> shout out to my great grandfather who was probably a Nazi. Uh, um, anyways. Anyway. <laughs> Shout out to all the Nazis that now live in our genetics. Congratulations, you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. So, on the first floor, they were faced with some more barricades. And, wait. The first floor is like, it starts on floor zero and there's a... Of the pavilion. It's okay. like a building. So, there's there's like a there's like mm-hmm. a ground floor and then okay. like a first floor. Okay, so and it's then like, like zero, a second one, floor. No, yeah. it starts. F- okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, on the first floor, they were faced with more barricades and a prisoner who was dead and hung upside down. That's a fucking nightmare. So, it was then that the um, police's uh, aggressiveness kind of escalated and they started killing prisoners that were out of their cells and about 30 people died that way. So, from um, the third floor onwards, there was no sign of conflict. Of course, right? So remember this. This part is very important. From the third floor onwards, there was no like no evidence conflict. of conflict. So prisoners were not fighting back. Why do I have a feeling that's going to be bad, bad real soon? On the official report. Mm-hmm. So this is the report Ubirata and all the police officers gave to the prosecution. They said that there was a setup from the prisoners who were armed with guns, stiletto knives, contaminated blood, and plastic bags full of urine and feces. <laughs> yeah, it's like the the uprising has started. Let's all bring out our bags and shit on them. Because what else? We've been saving that for days. Exactly. <laughs> and all the contaminated blood and uh-huh. all of that. So, uh, up along, like, when you watch the movie and if you see, like, a documentary on this... Uh, the movie, I think one of the writers of the movie was actually uh, Dr. Drauzio Varela. Oh my god, this is the person I have loved so much in my life. Like, the most... He is the yeah. best. So he was the doctor at the prison. He was, like, the full-time doctor for this prison. This is how he became famous, because of, like... Because he wrote a book about all of this. Mm-hmm. So, uh, one of the document, one of the documentaries that I was watching, um, he said that people were just, like so full of aids in this like aids like the disease not aids like people to help you but aids and like they had tuberculosis because they didn't know like not Mm -hmm. for nothing i'm not trying to like belittle anyone but these were people that didn't really have like much of an education Mm -hmm. at all hence why they were in prison Mm -hmm. because rich people don't go to prison in brazil so um so they didn't really have a lot of like education they didn't know how to like navigate around the world very Mm -hmm. well so they didn't even know that if they had tuberculosis they couldn't cough on their hands so -hmm. they would cough on their hands and just spread the disease Mm -hmm. throughout the prison so that's why the police officers said that they had contaminated blood because there were many people who were hiv positive in this prison and if you throw blood at people they are obviously now hiv positive but i mean i know it doesn't work that way but it's like that's how police yeah i don't know how the timeline of the whole aids thing happened in brazil but there was a period of time and i don't know if it is at that time that this things happened so forgive me if i'm wrong 
but the people they didn't really yeah. know how to how the no this was the early nineties so yeah like, it was pretty things bad. in Brazil were always delayed yeah that I think was this before Kazuza died let me see I think it was I think Kazuza this was died before in like, after it was either like the mid nineties to late nineties it was I don't think it was that so early on. Uh, but I could be wrong I'm bad about dates Ka- oh Kasich. Hold on. I need to figure this out because it will bother me. <laughs> Kazuza, by the way, guys, is a singer that died from AIDS. And he was pretty, pretty... He died popular. in 1990, so it was, like, really? shortly after. Let me see Renato Russo. Yeah. Because I'm awful about dates. That's why I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm sure it was the late 90s. It was Renato Russo was mid-90s. Oh, was 96, okay. maybe. so maybe you just yeah, got them. Because yeah. I get them mixed up. Not because mm-hmm. they think so. Kazuza and Renato Russo are like some of like the biggest mm-hmm. singers in Brazil ever. Still are, and both of them were gay men who died of AIDS. Mm-hmm. So that's why yeah. we talked about it, mm-hmm. and they popularized. Well, not in a good way, but they made the disease known to the whole country because yeah. it wasn't a thing. Because like being gay in Brazil is still mm-hmm. like very much frowned mm-hmm. upon. You can yeah. only imagine in the 90s. Anyway, so um, so they said that the the prisoners had all of that. Um, and then the police, quote-unquote, fought back, shooting with rifles and machine guns. Nice. Yeah. Ugh. 60% of the victims were killed on the first and second floors. Mm. Around 70% of the shots were exactly to the chest or the head of the prisoners. Because that's how the police was fighting back. They shot right straight into the head because they were fighting back. Because the prisoners were attacking them. Anyway. (laughs) So the official surrender happened at around 5 p.m. So if you remember... The police burst in at 4.30. So it took them half an hour to do all of this. Many of the survivors hid among the dead bodies on the floors, which is something they show in the movie. Uh, Prisoners were taken out of their cells naked and barefoot. They had to help move the bodies to the first floor. It was then that many wounded men died because, yeah. you know, they were literally carrying the dead bodies. The, the other prisoners were mm-hmm. carrying the dead prisoners like bags of sand. Mm-hmm. Like they weren't like trying to watch out to see if the person was alive or whatever. They were just like trying to like literally dump them on the first floor. It's literally awful. like that, which is crazy. No. Um, yep. The surviving prisoners were sent to an external courtyard where the police inspected and counted each of them Mm. to see how many actually died. Mm. Eight wounded men were taken to a nearby emergency, uh, were taken to nearby emergency rooms, but arrived there dead. Mm. 103 prisoners were shot dead, like, instantly, Mm. and 130 were left wounded. Among police officers, 23 were wounded. At the time... Colonel Ubiratan said to the press that, listen to this piece of shit, if our intention was to kill, a lot more than 111 would have wound up dead. Fuck you! Jesus Christ, this is awful! Yep. Guys, this reaction is not for nothing. Like, oh my god. 
Yeah, so How it was can just, someone it was just come and say guys. that? Like, to the fucking press. Yep. My, uh, he was acting like, what are you guys talking about? It was just 111 people. Yeah, like, why would you care no about deal. these people, right? They're criminals. Why would... So, in the movie, they show um, a lot, like, a good portion of this. There's a guy, um, they cha- They obviously change the names of the characters mm-hmm. and the real people. But since this guy's, like, super famous, like, he's one of the survivors, I'm just going to say mm-hmm. his name. His name is Sidney. Um, he's, like, the m- one of the main characters. He's mm-hmm. played by an actor who's not, like, very famous anymore. He was famous when I was little. Uh, his name is Hobson something. Anyway, he was on Disney <laughs> Channel, of all places. Oh, I think um, I know who Hobson is. He has, like, an afro. Yeah, oh, I think I know who it is. I know who it is. And he looks, like, super young, yeah. even though he's, like, 40. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so he, that guy, the real guy, Sidney, um, I was watching a documentary about survivors, and he was saying that it literally looked, you know that scene from The Shiny with the blood on the elevator? <laughs> He said no. that that's what the hallways looked like and that the police officer said to the surviving people that they needed to move the bodies as soon as possible so they could wash off the blood before the press got there to take pictures. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, and oh, I'm no. pretty sure that in the movie, he is one of the people that hides between the bodies. Mm-hmm. And right now, I I don't remember if... Because I haven't see, rewatched the movie in a while. I don't remember if this... This probably didn't happen to him while he was in prison. But right now, he's handicapped. Mm-hmm. But it, it probably wasn't then. Because, like, if he was helping move the bodies, yeah, then wasn't. he could walk. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, th- th- like, everybody should watch this movie. It's, yeah. like, so Movie time, guys. So good. Yeah, you know book clubs don't have a movie club. Everybody has to watch our recommended movies. Yeah. Yeah, like, you probably, you've probably seen City of God, because I've seen it at my school. So Another movie I haven't guessing... watched. No. What? What is wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my God. I'm trying to remember one I Brazilian cannot... movie I have watched in no recent times. Oh, I my can't. God. I love City of God. I love Karanjiru. I love Opaio. Love that fucking movie. But oh, my that God. movie what has, like, the... such I, a sad ending. I don't ending. remember one Brazilian movie I have watched. Guys, let me explain something about Brazilian um, Hollywood. Is that we don't really um, value our own productions. We like to yeah. praise American and British ones better. So I kind of grew up yep. in that, but I remember one movie I really liked, Alto da Compadecida, which is based on I the love book, that movie. a book. And that's just the most wholesome book um, movie I've ever seen. It's great. It's really good. I love that movie. It's really good. But you need to watch all of the ones that I just yeah. said: Wami Copiava, Opaio, Caranjiru, all the ones with Lazaro Ramos. All the movies him. are great. I love him. No, I love he's him great. too. Um. um and the, he's on this, Karanjiro. He he's on this. Wagner Moura, <gasps> Milton oh. Gonçalves. I need to watch um, it. I need to a watch bunch it of like guys. really famous Brazilian actors Dude. are like, on this. All, like um, heavy hitter famous ones. If if Wagner Moura is the guy that plays Pablo Escobar, guys, did you guys know he was Brazilian? Oh, Narcos. Yeah, I know because I, I am Brazilian, yeah. but I bet you guys didn't. Yeah, he's Brazilian. I know because I had a crush on him when I was little. I, I thought he was so handsome. Him. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I don't think he's. I, I don't like. 
I don't think he's that handsome anymore. No, but when I was little, he used to do his. Uh, he used to do this TV show. Him, Bruno Garcia, mm-hmm. Lázaro Ramos, mm-hmm. um, Zé Brito, mm-hmm. uh, Bruno Garcia, Lázaro Ramos, Wagner Moura, Zé Brito, and someone else. They used to do this TV mm-hmm. show called Sexo Frágil. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. seen it. Might have. I literally signed up for a global play <laughs> just because I thought they would have it. And they, they don't. don't. So it's basically like, so they were like the men, and then they played women uh-huh. too, and like the women dated like the men. Uh-huh. It was like it was the funniest show ever, and I can't find oh it on YouTube God. or anything. Watching it was so good. That's awesome. yeah. So he's in this movie. Yeah. He plays uh, Lazaro Ramos plays like some surfer dude, mm. and um, I think Wagner Moda is the cook. He's one of the cooks. I don't want to spoil it. It's but. two choices. No, it's. I mean, we're this whole episode's about the thing. By the end of this, I'm gonna know everything already. So yeah, no, spoil. but I don't want to spoil because, like, even though the movie is based on the tragedy, I don't need to tell you which which people are gonna die, like which actors are gonna die and how, because there's a lot of sad mm. deaths in this movie. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. So, yeah. Go watch Caranjiru. It's not on oh, Netflix. Carnival. It is on YouTube okay. in Portuguese, though. Um, I wonder if there's an English version. But I'm sure you can like find it somewhere else. Subtitled version so we can recommend for our Swedish listeners that don't speak Portuguese. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but we, I'm sure you can find Like, go to Put Locker. Everybody <laughs> uses Put Locker. Put Am Locker. I promoting piracy? I don't care. Put Locker is the best website mm-hmm. ever. Um, it is. They probably have it. Yeah, so guys, I don't know. I'll try to see if there's any links and stuff, and I'll post that on the episode notes, maybe. Or, yeah. I don't know. I'll find a way. I'll find a way. You guys are going to have that movie. Is any of you guys going to watch it? I don't know. But anyways, good questions. So a uh, Brazilian court sentenced in April of 2013 23 of the police officers to 156 years in prison, each because of their involvement in the deaths of... 12 prisoners doing the massacre. Why not the 111? You know, what happened to the other 100 prisoners? 99 prisoners? No, 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 no. Yeah, because it's like, the case was complicated because they had to rely on, like, survivor testimony. And, like, the police officers could only be prosecuted for, like, the murders that they intended on committing, even though if you ask me, I feel like they just wanted to walk in and kill everybody, but it was just, like, the cruel ones, you know? Unless it's a really accidental death, like, you do intend to commit murder when you shoot someone in the head or chest. Yeah, but, like, you know how police is in Brazil. I mean, I guess if you're threatened, it's... I wouldn't say it's okay to murder, but it's understandable. That you would murder someone if you're feeling really threatened. Yeah, but... But I just don't believe that there are that many people. You know, after surrender, after non-violence. Let's go back to the outline. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, there were sentences. The sentence was announced by Judge José Augusto Nardi Marzagão. 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 I never heard that that last name before. Interesting. Me too. And it's the only part of the trial that was divided into four parts. The other three officers judged in the first phase were acquitted and requested by the public, well, 
acquitted as requested by the public ministry. So in August 2000, August 3rd, 2013, around four, around four in the morning, uh, Judge Rodrigo Tellini Jagiri Camargo reached the sentence of 624 years in prison to 25 officers in their role in the massacre. Uh, spe specifically for their direct involvement in the deaths of 52 prisoners who were found on the third pavilion, the uh, third floor of the pavilion nine. Five juries uh, sentenced 74 police officers involved in the massacre. However, that was annulled by other by order of the Fourth Criminal Chamber of the Court of Justice of Sao Paulo for an appeal made uh, by the appellate judge Ivan Ricardo, Ricardo Garizio Satori in 2016. I can't understand what was said in this paragraph. I hope you guys did too. So, <laughs> a lot so of legal terms. aside from the criminal case... Um, Sorry. Sorry. I, like, I've been having an itch, like, right between my boobs. <laughs> Stuff like so itchy your tits, like, the whole so, time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, aside from the criminal case, lawyer Carlos Alexandre Clomfas, on behalf of the families of the victims of the massacre, mm. in initiated a civil suit in which, listen, this is all they were asking for, and the government didn't even want to do Jeez. it in which he requested that the government of the state of Sao Paulo recognize their fault when it comes to the deaths and formally mm. apologize to the families on national TV and radio. So all they Oof. wanted was a statement. They just weren't the asking for money from the city or from the state, nothing. They just wanted, I'm sorry, on national TV, which, of course, the government's not going to mm -mm. do. Because they were at fault. The but. government will give newsstands to criminals per episode yep. Minigetchi. I don't know what the number was. But it will not give, like, <laughs> apologies. To victims. Yeah, to victims. Yeah. Oh, my God. In June of 2001, Colonel Obiratan was initially sentenced to 632 years in prison for 102 of the 111 deaths in the mm. massacre. He was sentenced to six years for each death and 20 years for five attempted murders. Yeah. The following year, he was elected as a congressman for the state of Sao Paulo after being sentenced and during his appeal. So, because, because he was elected for a public... Um, public... Public what? Public oh my god, office. oh my god, oh my god. It just keeps getting worse. Talk. It keeps getting yeah. worse. I'm like, done. No, yeah. oh my god. Because, because he was elected for public office after he was sentenced and during his appeal, the appeal was made through a special section of the Court of Justice. This meant that 25, the 25 oldest appellate judges in the state of Sao Paulo would be the ones trying the appeal. So can you imagine, like, 25 old man... Old white man, probably. ...trying an appeal? Old white man trying an appeal of an, a law-abiding citizen, law citizen, a colonel of the police, who happened to accidentally order 
the police should go in when they accidentally killed 111 prisoners. So, right now in Brazil, there's a very popular saying. Not right now. It's always been popular, but it's been it's become more popular now because of the elections, mm-hmm. which is bandido bom é bandido morto. No. So a good um, criminal is a dead criminal. So uh, it's become more no. popular now because of the elections. But you can only imagine back in 92, the early 2000, no. most of these men were probably around when the military dictatorship was on. They were probably law enforcement yeah. officers or prosecutors mm-hmm. back then. If they're judges, they were prosecutors mm-hmm. back then. So you can only imagine how they see criminals, regardless of the crime that they committed, no. and how they see police officers. So who do you think they're going to side with? Guys, you, I, I get. I wish you guys could see my face right now. I'm like... <laughs> yes! She's so done. She's like, I am so I'm done. done with this. I'm like, no, no thanks. No, this is awful. So, who do you think they're gonna side with? Uh, who, Carol? Wild guess. Wild guess. The law-abiding <laughs> citizen. The yeah. yes. So they tried the case on February 15, 2006, and in a 22 decision. They came to the conclusion that there was a mistake in the original sentencing. This revision. Yeah, the mistake. They convicted the guy. That was the mistake. Fuck you guys, honestly. From the bottom of my heart, fuck you guys. But, but, you know, Uh. there's a saying in Brazil, which will be said in one minute, so I'm not going to ruin it. Okay, just keep. Stay with okay, me. Yes. So he was acquitted. Oh no. This caused outrage in many human rights groups which so. considered this to be a step back in the Brazilian mm-hmm. justice system, which it was, because he was mm-hmm. at fault. He lied on the first test. So he said there were really. only not like eighty six or whatever how many police officers going in. There were three hundred people. They said that they were being attacked, they were not being attacked. The prisoners were surrendering. So he was 1,000% at fault for this. Because yeah. he ordered, he pretty much ordered a hit yeah, on, on... like, the prison, everything. A everything. ton of people. Jesus yeah. Christ. So, as some sort of poetic justice, because karma is a bitch, on September 10th, 2006, Hubiratan was <gasps> murdered with a shot to his stomach. No. No, really? Yep, he was. On the wall of the building <gasps> where he lived, someone wrote, Here you do, here you pay. Or, in Brazil, Aqui se faz, you say, aqui se paga. Aqui se faz, aqui se paga. Oh my Which is, God. this was in relation, obviously, to what happened at Caranjiru. Of course it was. <gasps> yep. So... Someone wrote that on the wall of the building. Is that where on the movie? Lived. I hope it is. Um, I don't remember. It should be on the movie. Actually. Guys, let's amend the movie and put that in there. I don't remember if it's on the movie. It might oh be. I don't god. remember. Oh my god. Um, this is amazing. So 
speaking of Brazilian sayings, we're going to start mm-hmm. rolling out this thing, guys, where we're going to translate some popular sayings from Brazil and also from, like, our individual mm-hmm. states and translating yeah. them. Because, like, if I heard anyone say, here you do it, here you pay, I wouldn't I'd be like, okay, okay, whatever. But it means, like, it pretty much means karma is a, a bitch. bitch. So if you do something, karma's, karma's going to get, get you. you. Yeah. Not even karma, just yeah. like, you know, so, people. Because if, if you are a piece of shit, even if you don't believe that there's, you know, forces conspiring against your ass, people are going to get you. Because, like, you you cannot just kill or to hit on 111 people and still not pay for it in some kind of way. I don't believe in that kind of thing. You know, I'm more of um, the philosophy that we learned on the last episode, that internal peace and forgiveness. But this guy deserves to be yeah, fucking like dead. That. Like, I'm sorry. This is not, this is not okay. No, this is not all right. Yep, I am not like that, guys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Carol might be like, oh, like, oh, internal peace. I'm like, no, fuck all of you. Like, you guys deserve to die. Yeah. I hope you die. hope you trip and die. Anyway. So, onto this very small section that we're going to explain somewhat how PCC is connected mm-hmm. to this, because I don't want to go into it a lot, because, again, I yeah. value my we life you, enough PCC. to not... Thank you for listening to this podcast. Want, yeah, PCC, I heart you. <laughs> Actually, no. If the police is hearing this, I do not yeah. heart them. But if PCC is hearing this, I, think, I heart you. I think you. we make our intentions pretty clear. This is just a podcast. We're just reporting on to things that are already written on the internet. This is barely in Yeah, opinions. this is on Wikipedia, yeah. PCC. Do not mm-hmm. come for me. Anyway, so the massacre caused an outrage among prisoners, like, pretty of much course. all over the country, but especially on other prisons from mm-hmm. Sao Paulo. And allegedly... Prisoners from other São Paulo prisons decided to create PCC the year after the massacre. One of the initial statements from PCC was that they wanted to combat oppression inside the prison system in São mm-hmm. Paulo and avenge the death of 111 prisoners. However, this is questioned frequently yeah. since there's no actual link between PCC and the mass- massacre. Mm-hmm. So... I'm just going to leave that to your imagination. You can go ahead and, like, research PCC. I am not doing it for you. Mm -hmm. This is the only time we're ever going to talk about them, hopefully. PCC will be compared compared here to, like, cartels or, like, any kind of, like, gang violence. It's just about the same, you know, that operates inside prisons and that kind of spills into the outside world. Inside the government. Inside inside police. Everywhere. Everywhere. So it's it's dangerous, and I hope you guys understand why. Maybe like in ten years or so, we can do an episode about them. And it's it's a lot of stuff. No, we can't. They're <laughs> they're still gonna be, be there. there. But you know <laughs> what I mean? Like it's it's yeah. tricky for us to talk about that subject. So yeah, yeah. I mean, we just don't want to talk about it. So yeah, you guys can do your ease, Richard. Yeah. So let's just let's just, let me mm-hmm. just mention some like. Fun facts. Fun facts as if this could be fun. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't mean fun like that. But, like, interesting. Um, One, you guys don't know them because, again, you're Mm -hmm. not Brazilian. But there's a very, very, probably the biggest rap group in Brazil, Racionais MCs. 
one of the, if not their most mm -hmm. famous song, Diário de um Detento, is about Carandiru. Really? Know that. Yeah, and I'm gonna listen. I love you guys so much. I'm gonna play a little bit of it on my Can phone right that? now for Carol. No copyrights. And I'm gonna edit this out. And no, because copyrights only after 15 seconds, okay. I think. But I'm gonna play more for you, and then I'm just gonna add a little clip of it for the okay. podcast. So, okay. so I'll play the song, and you'll be like, "Ooh, I know this song." Okay. I don't think they probably know, but I probably do. BR. My sister used to be obsessed mm -hmm. with them, so. Aqui estou mais um dia, sob o olhar sanguinário do vigia. Você não sabe como é caminhar com a cabeça na mira de uma HK. Metralhador alemã, o Israel, estraçalha ladrão que nem papel. Na muralha em pé, mais um cidadão José. Servindo um estado, um PM bom Passa fome, metido a Charles Bronson Ele sabe o que eu desejo, sabe o que eu penso O dia tá chuvoso, o clima tá tenso Vários tentaram fugir, eu também quero Mais de um a cem, a minha chance é zero You guys, listen to a small clip of it mm -hmm. You can go, um, I'm gonna post the name of it yeah. on Instagram And you guys mm -hmm. can look it up Um I don't think there's a translation, but it's pretty much a, a like translation. Like this whole, the the thing we just talked about. It's like the diary of a prisoner that lives in that kind of thing. Yeah, so yeah. it's a diary of a prisoner. So I'm pretty sure. Um, I could be wrong. Let me actually mm. see. Uh, hmm, I don't know. They've won a ton yeah. of awards for this song, but I'm I'm pretty sure the singer. Uh, what's his name? Mm. Manu Brown. Um, I think he like interviewed people from, from yeah. Karanjiru and then yeah, he wrote about... this song. Because the song came out in wow. 97, so it was five years later. And it's like mm -hmm. one of like the. Yeah. And there's songs from Sepultura based on this. Fuck, there's really? uh, songs from Caetano wow. Veloso, um, Engenheiros mm -hmm. do Havaí. Tons. Yeah. A ton of them. A, really a ton of songs case, based on this. Really big. Yeah, too better than yeah. the shit about And then it, but... um, there's. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's the movie Karanjiru came out in mm -hmm. 2003 uh, there's also like uh, sort of like a documentary mm -hmm. version of it too there's a bunch of books about this but the most famous book which is the one that um, inspired mm -hmm. the movie is Estação Karanjiru which was written by Dr. Drauz Varela um, if you speak Portuguese you should be looking this guy up He is, his name is not Drauzio, yeah. actually, but it's Dr. Alzio. So it's Drauzio because it's Dr. Mm -hmm. Alzio. Anyways, I, I just, he's the best yeah. old man I've ever seen. Like, he, I want to keep him in my fucking closet. He's so cute. Like, he's amazing. And he, like, talks about social issues, too, and everything. And have you ever heard about him talking about the yeah. whole AIDS thing? He's in super the cool. Like, he has some good insights. And, like... So Karanjiru, um, the prison itself, um, they they were open until. Let me just double check so mm -hmm. I know that I'm not fucking this up. I'm pretty sure I know this, but uh, okay. So the prison itself was open until 2002, and in 2005, I think Geraldo Alckmin um, imploded a bunch of the pavilions, and there's a documentary on that mm -hmm. actually. 
No, actually, 2003, he imploded. Whatever. Whenever he did that, there's a documentary about the prison itself called uh, Deus e o Diabo em Cima do Muro, something like that. But it's with Drauzio Varela, and he's talking about the structure of the prison itself. He's not talking about the massacre or anything, because obviously yeah, he wrote the book. the book on the massacre. And when Geraldo Alckmin imploded the building, Drauzio Varela didn't want to stand Dude. with him. He was standing with, like, random mm. employees of the prison, which I thought yeah. was so cool. Because, like, it was something, it was like a silent protest in mm-hmm. a way you know because he didn't want to stand yeah. with the government that guy yeah he, he, was he would the, rather I stay with the like normal folk at the time right or yeah and yeah, now he's running for me, yeah. the presidency woo, woo. for yeah, the second like, time I mean, right he's he he has been running for like before. every single thing since i can remember so like every election he's kind of there like always so yeah <sighs> That's like Aesu Neves. Ever since I was little, he's been like yeah. a politician. Yeah, he's from your state, right? I only kind of learned of him. Yeah. Like, last election. Which... No, it's funny because, like, literally, he... he I don't know if he still lives in Belo Horizonte, but he used to live in, like, the richest mm-hmm. neighborhood of in course. Belo Horizonte, and he had, like, a helipad on his backyard. Mm-hmm. So people would, like, drive through his street just to see that. Just to see, that. <laughs> just to see the, the little thing of the helicopter. Yeah, that and the probably probable 2,000 bags of cocaine he has. But anyways, let's not yeah, talk about drug habits. Cokehead. But yeah, I think he lost the election because I mean, of that. I feel like if I was rich, I'd be, like, really into <laughs> drugs, too. I'd be like, yeah, You have nothing yeah. to lose when you can't run for drugs, presidency man. with a known... Like drug habit and still kind of win because he he almost won. I mean, he you can be won. a you can be a sexual predator and be the president of the biggest country in the world. Oh, oh, what? Oh, oh, yeah. yeah, yep. Oh my God, Drauzio Varela's birthday is on the same day as my sisters. Happy birthday, Stephanie sisters and Drauzio, whatever day that is. I'm saying happy birthday. May third. May third. I'm going to tell her. She's going to be like, is that the weird guy from Fantastico? It's <laughs> not weird. He's the best human we have. He's the help. I hope he runs for president. Just saying. Is he married? I think he is. It literally, this is the first time I see a Wikipedia page that doesn't have a personal life really? section. Yeah, it says medical mm-hmm. career, career as a writer, career as a communicator. But there's nothing, nothing about, about his life. No, I'm I don't think he it. is married. I think he, he is one of those people that are just nothing. Esposa. Yeah, he is. He is. Regina Braga. Regina Braga. She's an actress. Huh. She oh my god, I know this woman. <gasps> she was in Dozen Zacuda. Yes, I remember her. She looks very familiar, but she looks like about seven other Brazilian actresses. So, yeah, no, I know her because she was in Dos Zacuda. Yeah, I love that. That novella was mm-hmm. so good. Dos Zacuda. Yeah. Oh, oh I know Zacuda. her son. That's why she looks so familiar. 
Because her son, hmm? this is her, the, her son is like that guy that he's in like Gabriel every, Bray, yeah. every single mm-hmm. novella. Guys, our novellas Dude, are like so that big. Guy, That's why he's we're like, like, we're mentioning it on every he, episode because this is a key element of Brazilian culture, like which novella is on. Gabriel Braga Nunes, he's like creepy, mm-hmm. creepy Very vampire creepy. Oh looking, but hot. Oh my God, something. What's up? Yeah. Matthew just like opened the door really slowly. What's up? <laughs> oh, cool. So Drauzio is his stepdad. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, great connections. Yeah, I didn't mm-hmm. know that either. The more you know. And she was in Dozen Zakuda, which is a great mm-hmm. novella. Good novella. And might I just add, Global Play, <laughs> if you're listening to me, start adding the good novellas to the fucking Global Play. I pay a foreign transaction fee <laughs> every month. 15 cents because of you. So no. I would like to have the good novellas. Those things should come Thank for free you. if you're a Brazilian citizen. I think the last novella I watched closely was Avenida Brasil, which was probably the... Avenida yeah, Brasil. Was the biggest I don't think I saw that it. one. That was, like, I think really really big and like they exported it to like tons of other countries wait no that's the one that's the one oh my god that's the one um with um yeah Camille, Camille. Yeah. right Camille and, yeah uh, what's, what's I did see that the best fucking thing I've ever seen guys there's one thing that we do right I'm pretty sure is novellas like I'm talking I mean there's some really bad ones, but a lot of them are really fucking good. Have you guys ever seen that meme of the math lady? That she's just, like, looking around, there's a bunch of math, like, floating around her. That's actually from a Brazilian novella. So, you guys don't know, but we yeah. are actually deeply entrenched in the American culture, because you guys steal some memes from us once in a while. That meme moves, is super right? famous. Last year was, like, yeah. that, um... Which you guys know as Miss Kulka, which is uh, that um, alligator with a blonde wig. That is actually a character Kuka. from our folklore. So there you go. Yeah, You Kuka. know, appropriating our thing. Just kidding. You guys can do that. It's fine. It's memes. Who cares? But yeah, the math yeah, lady is popular and she's always there. It's great. Um, I feel very offended right now. I just saw... Listen, I've never watch this mm-hmm. novella right hear me out novella's name is Eta Mundo Bom and there's two caipiras dressed on, mm-hmm. on the little cover thing <laughs> I bet you this is set in Minas Gerais and I'm so offended Stephanie State has a bad um, stereotypes that is like hillbilly kind of types which I'm sure it is kind of true for some I am places, not a but it's just a stereotype that gets milked and milked and milked over and over again. It's like, come on, let's stop. It's like calling like Texas people yeah. rednecks. But it's I'm not a hillbilly. Yeah. I mean, guys, let me just put that out there. All right, we have. I mean, we have two people, two um, episodes right now on our fabulous lineup that we had guests on. And guess what? We need guests. We need people to talk about um, cases maybe outside of Brazil. But if you're Brazilian and you want to talk to us about that too, that's great. If you're listening to this podcast, you, listener, you're listening to our fabulous podcast on your little headphones, there is a possibility for you to come talk to us and record a whole episode with us on a case of your choosing. 
So how great is that? Have you ever wanted to yeah. be on a podcast? Come this is us. your chance, right? Yeah, exactly. Have your voice out there for the whole yep. world to hear, maybe. Yes. You know, how great. You should totally do that. Yeah. You can email us, by the way, and discuss the whole thing. And yep. Whatever time is good for you. I'm making plans with you right now, listener. Let's so, do it. Yeah, just talk to us. <laughs> and it's great. Yeah. Because I think it's good to have, like, listeners participate yeah, on the podcast. Yeah, because listeners too. know what you know? they want to listen to. So they would know what to talk about. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. There's a video of this girl teaching you how to thread your face i have like yeah like you know like thread your face yeah um oh, i no, get yeah, well yeah in case you were not seeing my gesture guys because this is a podcast not a youtube channel uh, i <laughs> did the gesture of like um threading your eyebrows so i thread my face sometimes mm. And it hurts so much that I don't think I, I can mean, do it to myself. But yeah, just shave it. I get those like uh, not like not shaving it like with shaving cream, you know, mainly beard way. No, I just shave it with like those f- razor blades. They're special for faces. Oh, I've never seen know? those. So yeah, they're like uh, I'm gonna send you a picture of them, guys. Again, here we are spinoffing. Hey, into beauty. at least um, it's at the end of the episode. Yeah, but we ramble in the beginning of the episode, though. This is something we could say on the first episode, so now we're just rambling, like, all the way in. No, we're not. We rambled for, like, ten minutes. Yeah, we are. Last episode, we rambled for, like, half an hour about, like, shit. Guys, I need to apologize for that. And, by the way, this is uh, the Brazilian um, saying corner, all right? So this is something that surfaced recently on the internet. Not recently, but, like, in the past five years or so. More than that, probably. Anyways, on the internet, when you say that really, like, in to- like out of your mind, like I was in the last episode, you're crazier than yes. Batman. So this is me. I was crazier yeah. than Batman. Don't, 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 don't ask me where does that come from because I, I don't, don't know, know either. But yeah, I was crazier than Batman, and now I'm actually sobering up, so I'm not crazy than Robin. You can drink more when we're done. At best, crazier than Robin yeah. right now. You can drink but, more uh? when we're done, though. You can always drink more. No, I'm probably not. I'm done. I'm going to no, a bridal shower tomorrow. Cool news. And Oof. I need to find a way to like put my hair in a ponytail, but like that looks fancier than a ponytail. Mm. Okay. Do like a. Split up in a ponytail and put a full face of makeup on. You look put together and you. I think, guess. Good. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. But why a ponytail? Yeah, no, just because my roots are like all fucked up and I don't want to straighten my hair again. Oh. So, see, guys, okay. that's what happens when you are born with curly hair. Carol can't oh. relate. I'm. No, I can't relate. I mean, my whole family's hair is, like, curly. My hair for some, I don't know, in divine intervention or something. Because I don't know how genetics works, but mine is just not. Lucky you. Like, my... Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not saying that having curly hair is a bad thing. Oh, I have curly hair. hair. I can thing. say, having curly hair is <laughs> awful. <laughs> yeah. But First it's of like, all, my hair could I be look aw- like a mop like, all the time. <laughs> 
Yeah. If it rains, then I look like mm-hmm. a dandelion. <laughs> That's cute. No, it's not. <laughs> no. It's not cute at no. all. But even my so. hair, my hair's not like straight as if you would like as if it would look like if I straighten it like a straightener. You know, my hair is still like kind of curly, kind of not. Not curly, but you know, like wavy, like halfway there. You know what I mean? So like I, it's actually like there's a ton of people that have that kind of hair in Brazil, and they still straighten it because it has to be like completely straight. You know, spaghetti straight on your fucking eyes, that kind of thing. And I actually strain it for like I w- I've been wanting to strain it for like a while when I was like, uh, like early teenagers, like thirteen or so. So I was like, okay, so this is me. I'm gonna try to look good tomorrow. One, I'm gonna start straining my hair, and I did it for like one day. And then you guys know how oily I am. Next day, I was like unbearable. I had to wash it, and I was like, I absolutely cannot wash and strain my hair every day. So I just gave up, and here I am, flouncing my hair. Like this is my hair is a given up story. Like this is a pattern. Like I dyed my hair like orange when I was like 15 15 no 18 18 when I was like 18 I dyed my hair orange and I was like this looks amazing and I'm gonna paint my hair and I'm gonna be a fucking redhead for my whole life right now because this matches me (laughs) so much and like two months later my roots were showing right and then I was like I need to paint it again so I painted it like light brown and then I just never painted it again and now I have like highlights because my hair grew and it's like down to my fucking ass right now and i have highlights from that time so it's great now i have to cut my hair again because getting too too long it's been like a year since i've had a haircut so yeah there you go tmi tmi corner you guys I mean, I something like so i made the mistake of going to a hairdresser that i did not know i think i might have mentioned this here before to get a brazilian blowout and whatever she did to my hair it was not a brazilian blowout so last year i started doing brazilian blowouts because i Mm -hmm. straightened my hair a lot so i was just like oh i'm gonna do this because then i don't have to use heat a lot yeah and i went to a really good girl and like it was working out great Mm -hmm. but she didn't have like an opening for me or something so i was just like oh i'm gonna go to this other girl that's mm-hmm. like super famous in the local group here and mm-hmm. blah blah so she told me she did a brazilian blowout and as she was doing it i could feel my head burning and it was not good <gasps> oh, no. anyway she fucked up my hair real bad and now i'm trying to transition back to curly hair mm-hmm. Because I'm scared of getting another Brazilian blowout yeah. and just losing more hair, so. I think you should have, like, a curly hair. You know, you look good with it. Like, if you, like, really take care of it and, like... It's easy for me to say I don't have curly hair, but you know what I mean? Like, I just like the way it looks. I don't know. No, thanks. Yeah. You guys have seen... I think I have, a, <laughs> no I have like, a video of me on my Instagram, maybe. Let me see. Let me go in it. No, I don't. But my mm. profile picture on my Instagram, I'm, my hair is curly. You can't really mm. see it though, but whatever. Mm. I don't like I don't like myself with curly hair. Yeah, I think I look too young. Like uh, but 
I feel like when I have kids, mm-hmm. I'm going to wear my hair curly just because it's going to be easier, but yeah. I don't like it now, so. Oh my god, I'm seeing the video, the threading of the face right now. Okay. God, I can't stand those Instagram videos. Like, the faces they make, you know. It's like they point at their faces and shake their heads. No, I don't like my face. Let me do something to it. I just can't stand that. I feel like I would injure myself in so many ways if I try to do that with me, with like my own face. I try to wax my legs with hot wax, and let mm-hmm. me tell you, it did not work out very well. Yeah, I try to wax my own legs like once. Um, all right, I want to shout out to this lady that's been threading her face on my screen right now. She let her chin hairs grow so much to show on camera, and this is a f- achievement, you guys. Like, I cannot see my chin hairs growing and not shaving. Not like, I don't shave my chin hairs. I pluck them. I don't but have still. chin hairs. Oh, God, you're lucky. But I have them on, like, the corners of my upper lip. But, like, no, not I have very much. Yeah, I'm hairy. I have, like, all the bad genes that lead to that. I'm super hairy, so. too. I blame it on the Spaniards. <laughs> blame it on... Blame everything on the Spaniards, dude. Everything. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I no, but I have, like, back hair, though. I don't have, like, face oh. hair, but I have back hair. Yeah. I'd rather have face hair than back hair. Sorry, Steph. Yeah. Because at least I can take it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, let's end this. We've been no, talking about random shit. Say. Hang on. Oh, the my, my waxing experience. I had... I tried waxing, like, once when I was, like, 13. You know, I was like, I don't want to go to anywhere, any salon to try to, like... Wax my things, right? My legs, my mm-hmm. things. Third, ah, fuck. Anyways, um, I injured myself with wax, and it wasn't even hot wax. It was like one of those cold sheets, you know, that you kind of warm your hands. And yeah, you, mm-hmm. yeah. I uh, it was bad. It ripped like pieces of my skin off. It was awful. That happened to my aunt. She tried to do a Brazilian on herself. Oh and no! She was like. Oh, girls, oh, no. watch me. I can do it. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, like, you guys, you don't know this about Brazil, but, like, most families, I feel like, are all, like, mixed. Like, there's a white person and a black person and mm-hmm. a brown person and a slightly lighter brown person. And, yeah. So, it's all my aunt, brown people. Yeah. <laughs> so, my aunt is, like, as white as milk. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, okay, girls, because she used to teach me and my cousins how to, like, shave and blah, blah, blah. So she was like, okay, now I'm going to teach you guys how to wax, blah, blah, blah. She had never done this. So she gets a butter knife and, like, spreads the wax on her crotch. Oh, so she just whips out her vagina, you guys, like that. Yeah. Okay, good. We used to all shower together. Anyway, long story. (laughs) So she, like... Puts the wax on her crotch, and when she pulled it, oh no! Like her fucking skin came off, and like she was like, "Motherfucker!" <laughs> like, but Goodbye, luckily vagina. it wasn't like a big oh, section fuck. of her skin. She only put a little bit of wax, but mm-hmm. like on that section of her crotch, like the skin came off, and it just started bleeding all over her bathroom. Yep, so that's, no, that's... No, 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 That's why I'm never waxing my vagina by myself. That's why I pay p- people to do it, so... No, no, that's just too much. Too much. No, thanks. The first time I 
lost anything, my legs. I I mean, I didn't. That's the whole story. The whole story is that I didn't. Because I was like 12 and I was like, oh, I need to do something about these hairs, right? And so I went to this salon and this girl came out. A woman, I mean. She was like six feet tall. And she was wearing like, you know those heels? They're like platform heels. Huge, huge mm-hmm. ones. So she looked tall and scary for a 12-year-old. She walked out, and there was, like, this cockroach walking around the salon. She walked around, and she, like, stepped on it with her platform heels. And it made a noise. It was, like, a cracking. And I was so Ew. scared. I was so scared. I was like, all right, this lady's going to kill me in that table. I was like, no. So I just basically, like, was like, nope, I'm not doing it. No, no thanks. It's like, you would set up. Uh, I'm, I'm not making this up. It's like, if anyone could make a movie out of this. It would be like, all right, this was really exaggerated, but it actually happened to me. It's like, yeah, let me kill, kill this animal with, like, my big platform heels. Like, kill yeah. the whole thing. And it made a noise. It was so big. It made a noise. So I was like, okay, I can't. No. So I ended up shaving my legs. And then when I show up to, like, Sunday lunch or something with my family, everybody was like, oh, my God, you lost so much weight in your legs. And I was like, yes, because I fucking shaved. That's why. <laughs> yeah, my legs are so much thinner. Uh, anyways, you guys, this is, you know, the Harry Spaniard podcast. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, follow uh, us on social media. Yeah. If you if you listen until here, please, mm, please do me do. this favor. Follow us on, on social media. Rate us on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Tell us we're amazing um, or not. Do. If you don't have anything nice to say, just don't say anything at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, hope you yeah. guys enjoyed this. I have, uh, um, I didn't say that. I, I usually do this in the beginning, but I have a s- smaller than usual shout out list rather than just letting you accumulate and doing it every few episodes. Uh, so here's my small, but, um, how's it called? Short and sweet, uh, shout out list. Yep. Yeah, Sam, Emmanuel, and Fernando. So Fernanda's actually Yay. a Brazilian. She liked it. So I hope you guys, you Fernanda, is one of our two Brazilian listeners that we have right now that got out all of our references with novellas. I and hope stuff. this Fernanda is not my best friend Fernanda because she will just like things because I tell her to do it. Although I haven't That's told her. If recently anything, to if do you it. listen to us, Stephanie's friend Fernanda. Maybe contact. No, us. she doesn't. She she's doesn't. terrified of like true crime and stuff oh, like that. She won't even nerd. watch forensic files. Oof. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's probably not her. I didn't ask her to like anything, so it's not her. Probably. It's not for none. Anyway, I didn't ask anyway, anyone guys. to like my things, but people keep following me on my personal Instagram. I'm like, why? You know. So please, if you're a fan, a fan, huh? Oh my god, a fan. If you're a listener. <laughs> Please like um, follow us. We have two, per- we have three superior Instagrams that you can follow. The podcast one that we post, so we post the pictures of the cases and stuff, and we don't post too much gore in there because we we keep it, you know, PG and everything. But you can yep. see the players and the faces that we, the names put, you know, link the faces with the names that we mentioned in the podcast. Uh, we post that always. We post um, something sometimes. Uh, we have our personal Instagrams. It's eu.steph for Stephanie and Suspiria Carol for me. Uh, we rarely post stuff there. I mean, we post at least once a week, so it's not like you're not going to have any content. But, you know, just maybe follow us there to see if 
you know, when things come up, we post on stories. Sometimes that's also fun to look at. So if you have any interest in us, maybe, I don't know. Twitter. Yeah, guys. And like, email us if you want to join the podcast sometime. You don't yeah, have to be definitely. a part. You don't have to like talk if you don't, if you don't feel like you mm. talk very well. I mean, as if I did. <laughs> anyway. But um, if you don't think you're a good public speaker, you don't have to talk. You can just yeah. tell your story and we'll talk for you. Yeah. And also, you shouldn't be nervous because this is like a conversation that we have, you know. It's not like, it's not completely not scripted. This is like, you know, actual conversation. So it's just a chat that we record and post online yep. for eternity. So, Yep. Mm-hmm. And email me. Um, at SusperiaPodcast at gmail.com if you yeah. want to apply to be my boyfriend, I promise Yeah, I'm we're great. still getting those thousands of, subscri- of um, submissions yes, a week. Yes, really thank hard. you very much. But, yeah. No one qualified yet, so. Nope, nope. Sorry. Mm-hmm. You have to have at least um, five superpowers to qualify, and we haven't had any of those yet. So Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yeah, I think this is it. I think we don't have anything to ramble more about. So, Also, guys, let us know if you like us rambling or just not rambling. Because we did some episodes that we barely said anything outside of the case. I think those are more practical to listen to. If you like, not binging, but, like, if you're, you know, one you and get more of the And we try to save the rambling to all to the end, too, so. Yeah. I mean, we try. We try. Not promising yeah. anything. Okay, okay yeah. it's, it's hard. Anyways, guys. Anyways, anyways, anyways. Goodbye. Goodbye. Ciao. Ciao.